all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Body of Christ, Real Talk. What I'm going to talk about today is, uh, I wasn't even going to talk about this because there's so much going on. You can just, like I do a lot of YouTube search and I, I listen to things or whatever like that. I, and sometimes, like I even admit, I, I'm beyond there too much. And I have to back off sometimes because the majority of what you get online is not good news, it's bad news. But what I listen to sometimes, and believe me, I'm not searching for bad news. I try to just look for something uplifting or, you know, if there's something I'm going to talk about, I try to find something I can bring into a biblical perspective. So my goal is not to talk about bad news all the time, but unfortunately, in the times that we're in, that's the majority of what's going on. Bad news. Now, since this, the majority of it is what's going on does not mean that there's nothing good going out there. The only difference is the news is not concerned about what's going on good too much uh, compared to what's going on bad because their ratings are higher or gets higher when they talk about bad things, even if they're lying and they're making up propaganda and stuff like that. This just happened. The uh, sold-out news cycle is today. And I'm not saying they never talk about good things, but my point is, when you turn on your local news and world news, what do you hear? Something bad, more do you hear something good. That's just the way the news is, uh, is, is now, or sold out, or whatever you want to call it. They focus, ratings are higher when you hear bad news. So the majority of conversations you hear people talking about is usually gossip about bad news more than good. It overwhelms the good news. So there is good news. It's just overwhelmed. It's like a high. It's like a rush when you talk about bad things over good things. It's like, a, it's, you know, it's almost like we get so comfortable being stressful listening to junk and garbage more than good news. It's, it's, it's amazing. But that's how a lot of times that's what's going on. Not only me here in America, but around the world, period. But I want to talk about this right here. It's this video that I believe is going viral now that I've seen on YouTube. This young young kid, black kid, nine years old. He's between six or nine. Between six or nine years old. Uh, was singing some rap song or whatever like that. And it would not be so bad if you just understood the message. I don't listen to rap music, period, good or bad. It's just not my flavor no more, you know. And the message was very vocal. And I remember this kid is between six or nine years old. I was listening to two shows, Candace Owens and uh, some other young man. And both of them are black. They are black conservatives more. I'm not going. They are I'm not. They are not Christians. I don't believe, but they believe in the morals of Christianity. But they're just more like conservatives, conservative 
thinkers and believers. So the majority of their uh, genre is conservatism, which is not bad, but you know, stuff like that. But my point is, that's why I heard, I listened to, I saw this video on about Candace Owens and this young, young kid between six or nine, because she wasn't sure herself was rapping and it was some vulgar rap and I'm not going to waste my time to even listen to it. A kid cussing and he's talking about women, then he's talking about what they call guns, grocks or blocks or whatever, something like that. Whatever. I don't even know the lingo for today. In other words, it was very bad. It was very vulgar. And you, it's something you will hear a mid-team or adults will talk like that and everything like that. But remember, remind you, this kid is between six and nine years old. And for what they are saying, they are saying that his mother was promoting this stuff and using this kid or whatever like that. Now, how true it is, I don't know, but I believe it is some truth to that because you can hear the laughing in the background and she wasn't stopping it if she was around. But my point is, this is what you get out there today. And many people say, yes, that's, a lot of this is going on in black culture. Now, it is, but that's not like it doesn't happen in white culture with white kids because they cuss too. But my point is, we got enough rap on us already in culture. And the reason I say black culture is because black men and women pride themselves on their culture more than what is right. Let me say this again. A lot of black men and women focus more on their culture, culture, their skin color, more than what is correct and what is the right thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? Our culture belittles and blinds a, blinds a lot of black men and women of what conduct to use, how to talk, how to walk, learning how to talk and learning the correct speech and stuff like that. We get stuck in there almost like we're supposed to stay that way. And that's an issue with the black culture. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know everything was going on with the culture, but I know that much as me growing up in the hood, not the ghetto, I didn't grow up in no ghetto, but the hood, predominantly black. I know about the culture. I was part of the culture. I'm still as part of the culture. But you could be part of a culture with a different outlook on life and who you are. You could be living in a cultural neighborhood, but you don't have to be part of it. You don't have to dress alike. You don't have to talk alike. You don't have to walk alike. You don't have to do the things. You don't have to commit the crimes because you feel there's no more way out. And you don't have to believe that. You don't have to stay stuck in that culture mentality. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. You can live in a cultural neighborhood. And since we're talking about black neighborhoods, you know, you can live in it, but you don't have to feel that you have to act like everybody else because that's what the world see black young men and women talking and walk like. You, you understand what I'm saying? So the culture are destroying a lot of our black men and black women today. No doubt about that, you know. Something else I want to talk about. I'm not going to stay on there, but then the young kid was, was between six or nine years old, and he's moving too fast, and Candace Owens made a statement, 
a profound statement about, you know, if you keep going the way he can be killed, it might not even make it that long. You know, none of us can predict that he can change if he's still young. But if he stay on that road, something can happen. You know, we don't know that, but something can because it's the tree. It's like a cycle, you know, when uh, black men are going that route and stuff like that. That's why I believe she said that I agree with her on that one, no doubt. You know, and the parents is the problem. Majority of the time, it's the parents' problem. Not all the time. Uh, I'm not going to put that on parents all the time, but the majority of the time in the black neighborhood, a lot of that got to do with parents. Either they're at home, but they're not at home, or they're just not there. They call them homeless dads and stuff like that. No strong father figures, black men like it used to be in the 60s and stuff like that. And you have motherless mothers. You have mothers at home, but you have mothers at, moms at home, but they're not mothers. You understand what I'm saying? They're moms, but they're not mothers. They've never been critiqued and taught and whatever like that because most of the time their mothers was young when they had them. Well, it's different reasons why people stayed the way they were or get into other things and cultures. The problem with black cultures and any other culture, see, why do I say any other culture? Because if you do your check, black culture, Irish culture, Latino culture, you know, uh, the main cultures that stick out, the, uh, the somewhat middle class or, or just say the poor cultures, blacks is not the only one that use slang or walk the certain way or dress the like or stuff like that. That happens in any type of culture. If you do your research and uh, you understand, you know, they have different names, but slang does not, it, slang did not stop with black people. Hip talk did not stop with, stop with black people. You go back in the 30s and 20s, or you look at some of the gangster movies, you see how hip and certain phrases are in your windows they use. That's called hip talking. That was not black people really talking like that. They always portrayed in movies. Black people saying, yes, above nothing. I saw some folks talking like that. Most, the cool ones was usually the Caucasians or the Irishmen that came from another country or the Italians that talked hip then. So I don't want you to think that was, that was, that was ingrained or that was birthed through black people because it's, that's far from the truth. So hip talk and culturism and coolness and uh, slangness was not started with black people. It was started from other countries that were Irish, uh, Italians, and different type of cultures as well. So I want you to understand that it's not a black thing. But since I'm a black man and I grew up in a black culture, I can focus on that more and really understand that it didn't stop with us. So, you know, you always have a charismatic type of cultural type of upbringing and different ethnicities, you know, uh, they was called different names. So my point is, uh, let me digress. You don't have to stay that way. And that young man still has a chance to be led in the right direction. But the way he's going now, it ain't going to start with his parents or his mother, or who, I don't know if he's living with both parents or his mother, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it's a, 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 a fatherless home. I don't mean father's dead. I just mean he's just not around. I don't know. I don't think she's not that old. She couldn't be, because this kid is only about six or nine years old anyway. But my point is, as a black man, and the rap 
that we get put on us. And a lot of it is correct of what we do. It is correct. But some of it is not. But I believe the and then it's not the majority that does this. It's a remnant that does this. So, you know, those things need to be put in perspective. And in a cultural world, we have to just come to the conclusion everybody's not going to change. They're not. Some will, but I believe most will not. And that's sadly to say. And uh, what should we do as men and women of God when it comes to that? The opportunity will be presented to bring the word of God to these people. Now, that don't mean you need to go in the neighborhoods and witness or something like that. If that's what you want to do, that's that's cool. That's not me. You know, stuff like that. But if that's what you feel you want to do, that's okay. You have the freedom to do that. And you will be... I, I'm not surprised because many blacks do listen to the word of God. They do. They, I don't care how they are. Usually a black person is because they, they have some type of religious culture and their family. So they usually will listen to you when you talk about Jesus, especially if you catch them sober. <laughs> they will listen to you. So it's not like they against it because it was brought up from grandmas and granddads in that type of traditional culture. So they a lot of them will listen more than what you think they will. You know, listen to what you have to say about God. You know, I believe you have more problems probably witnessing to a Caucasian than you would a black person about Jesus. Because they grew most, a lot of black people grew up in a lot of religious homes and stuff like that. So they heard the name of Jesus, even even if it wasn't taught right. They knew that. So a lot of them, and gang bangs and others, they, they listen. They're not anti-God. Most of them believe in God. You know, the youngsters today is different because they got all this woke and this other type of teaching. But mostly the black young men will listen to you most of the time. So that field is still open for them to change. So that's the good thing about that. So I don't want you to think it's an all negative thing. So thank God for that. If you feel you're called to do that in your own way of being called, you know, that's something you want to do, go for it. You know, I do what I do on podcasts and I do what I do when I give the opportunity to talk to someone about Jesus and stuff like that. You know, so I want you to think about that. There's still some hope. And for the cultures, black, Latino, uh, the uh, poor white cultures and the ghetto, because no matter where you go or no matter what country you go to, there is a hood and all ethnicities. And there is a cultures that people look down on. See, it ain't got to do with black and white all the time. Most of the time it's not. It just has to do with cultures. And stuff like that, you know, because, you know, uh, racism was before, I mean, or you could just say somewhat racism is mainly black and white in America, but there's something else in other countries and stuff like that. So I want you to focus on that and everything. This is Joseph Brownlee with Body of Christ Real Talk. Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? 
Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday.